With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, to our sixth show. We have been on the air for six months. So once again, we are coming live from the Hope Interfaith Center in Mankato, Minnesota, USA. And I'll tell you the reason why I put the USA on there a little bit later at 114 Pole Road. As always, I invite all of our listeners that if you are ever in the Mankato area, please stop in. We would love to meet you and greet you. You will be greeted with a warm welcome and treated as our family of love and of light. We hold spiritual services here at our temple at the, on the second Sunday of every month at 10 a.m. and all are welcome. We make it a very powerful experience of love and of oneness. We also provide many events and classes. One of those classes is an ordination class, which perhaps many of you might be interested in. That class lasts about 13 months, where you can become an ordained interfaith minister and spiritual director. We will be starting that new group this coming February of 2014. We are creating many events and that help anyone who wants to pursue their own soul's evolution and their remembrance. Spirit wants me, of course, as always, to personally thank two people who continue to help me produce these programs. First of all, my beloved, I'm looking at it right now and smiling. First of all, my beloved assistant, Jody Schultz, and to Tom Westland, who happens to be in Vermont helping us um, with this technology here for helping me touch so many souls. I thank you, Tom, and I thank you, Jody. We have had a remarkable response to our programs, and I'd like to thank everyone. It has spread like wildflowers over a prairie of many listeners, and now we have moved to a Canadian on our show tonight. So tonight we are going internationally. Our mission at the center, as well as with this show, is to bring the truth out and to empower the people. I want you all to remember how beautiful, how powerful you all are. So before we get started, and before I introduce you to our guest tonight, I'm going to ask you to enter into a state of oneness, because the name of our show tonight is called Dare to Wake Up. 
My beloved teacher, Christina Rose, has always talked to me about bringing people into an experience of oneness. And sometimes she says, words, 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 too many words. So bring them into a state of oneness. So for just one minute, I want us to set the intention. I would ask all of our listeners here today to bring forth your energy just for a few moments. And just simply breathe your natural breath and just be here now. And together, perhaps silently, in your own heart, or perhaps if you are listening out loud, I would encourage you to say these words with me. I am essence, consciousness, and bliss. 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 Take a breath. Relax. Enjoy the program. And dare to wake up to the truth of who you are. This is what our guest speaker is all about. He will be helping us remember who we are. So I would like to start with a short a uh, beautiful bio of Christopher Emmanuel, and he has so much on his um, chart of what he has done for people and what he continues to do. But this is a brief description of our guest tonight that's coming all the way from Toronto, um, Canada, through via telephone. Christopher Emmanuel is a successful artist, poet, writer, and speaker. He is the author of four books in the self-development and inspirational genre. Chris has appeared on TV in Washington, D.C., Minnesota, Belize, Toronto, for his art and poetry. At the age of 11 years old, Chris and his family immigrated from Grenada to Canada. His father, who became president of the Theological Society in Toronto, Ontario, um, had an extensive library of books on psychology, mysticism, science, theology, and beliefs. As a young boy, Chris spent countless hours studying doctrines from all over the world. He has had a near-death experience, which changed his life. Perhaps he will share a little bit about that. Nearly drowning in a forgotten well. Chris experienced what he called divine essence, awakening within him, flooding him with self-sustaining, unconditional love, awakening to presence. He devotes himself to developing this awareness within himself and others. Today, Chris shares his experience in workshops and lectures 
to inspire and awaken individuals to their inner divinity. All of his work reflects the great master's teachings that we are one energy manifested in different expressions, continually evolving into infinite potential. So it is my honor and delight to welcome Christopher Emanuel to our show. Uh, I would like to invite our audience to phone in tonight. Chris is very willing to answer any of your questions. Please phone the number 213-559-2974. After calling, press 1, the number 1, and our technical helper, uh, who is now in Vermont for a few weeks, Tom will be your first contact, and he will let me know that you are on the air. The number, once again, is 213-559-2974. Hello, my beloved Christopher. Welcome to our show this evening. Well, hello, Hope. Um, good to hear your voice, and uh, thank you for, for having me on your show. Um, I am I'm smiling from to head here. to toe. <laughs> I'm so glad you're with us today. Well, I'd rather be there giving you a hug, Hope. You know, you have, you have <laughs> such great hugs. <laughs> well, perhaps. You know, uh, since show. I met you years ago, I've always felt a kinship. You know, you're you're like oh. a sister to me. And you know, in Mankato has been such a great supportive community when I've arrived when I was right there and I've done work with Minnesota State University and South Central College and Rosa Parks Elementary School. You know. So I want to thank all of those people, all there that that supported and and provided to to make every time that I show up there to do whatever a wonderful experience. Especially the Fisher family, who has been very fr- with their friendship and their kindness towards their offering of of their space and and time uh, to help facilitate a lot of the things that happen there. Mm-hmm. Well, as they say in Belize, I like to big up the people, give them a shout out in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. I'm glad that you are. So, you know, I hope real success is celebrated through people, you know, when we connect. Every connection shapes us to the one essence, uh, teaching us to remember who we are. And and this is the basis of oneness. We're being grown into being what we came from, which I believe is spirit and form. The divine that's living through us wants us to be aware of, of, of that essence that we are. And aware, like you said, of the power and the ability we have to transform and co-create this world. You know, we're all inside this mystery we call many names. And I want to share a poem with you right now because this poem kind of encapsulates a lot of it. Um, I am the river of peace, traveling through the veins of the earth. All desires rest at my shores. They come into me, creating joy and turmoil, leaving trees and stones. In time, they wear away, feeding the fish and birds that live through me. I am the river of peace. Time has no relevance to me. I flow continually, effortlessly, taking all who challenge me with me, weak, strong, subtle, loud, large, small, good or bad. They all bow to me, for I am the river of peace. And I live through, and you live through me continually, traveling continually. Wow. That is so beautiful. I 
I have to breathe for a little bit here because I'm really taking in that energy of that beautiful oneness poem. I feel this kinship with you as well, Chris. I remember once again when I met you and I told you I only told this to one other person, that I want you in my life for the rest of my life if only we see each other twice a year. And that is that connection, that spirit connection. So I'm so glad that you are in my life and sharing all of your gifts with the world. You remind me a bit of Rumi. And um, and so I wanted to share one of his quotes with the guests and uh, with the audience at this time. Um, our dearest Rumi always had a burning inside of him to know the divine, to feel the divine, and to be the divine. And this was one of his favorite quotes that reminded me of you when I was reading it today. Hmm. Burning with a longing fire. Wanting to sleep with my head on your doorsill. My living is composed only of this. Trying to be in your presence my beloved, my divine, my life. Hmm. It's beautiful. Yes. Very beautiful. So how would hmm. you explain your life to our audience, Chris, and how you got to this awakened point? Um, first of all, I've, I've, in my book, Living Divine Harmony, that we're going to talk about today, I have written about my near-death experience. So I'm going to leave that for people to pursue um, when the book comes out. But I'll tell you that um, I've always had a burning desire as a child to to express uh, a deep feeling that there's more to life than just running around, earning incomes and, and building power structures, as I call them, and satisfying the ego's needs. And as an artist, I pursued ways to express that, to share that with people. Um, I've been through quite a lot of, I would say, you know, much like Christina's rose, a lot of evolution in life. In this one life, you know, a lot of times people stay in one place and experience life within a 20-year span. But my life has gone through from, you know, I've been in theater, I've been an artist, I've been a woodworker. I've had so many, you know, starting off from when I was 19. I had owned a restaurant business. I had many successes in different areas. And... I, there was a desire in me to, to, to look deeper, to look further. And discovering presence was just the most amazing thing because it took away so much of my desire to pursue the world the way I did, to collect things, to to go into to, to, to satisfying all my desires and ego. It took me to a place of contentment because presence that I, the presence that I, I felt and discovered, that I believe is within all of us, expanded to a place of complete contentment within me. It revealed to me what I call the soul's agenda, that we're all connected to this one essence that's permeated all. And everyone calls it by different names, so many different teachings. You know, some people call it Allah, some people call it God, some people call it light, source, presence, some call it nature. We ha there's so many, there's countless ways to describe something that's a mystery that nobody really knows. And so for me, coming to that place of understanding it and just being able to love, love, to purely love for the sake of love. Because most of us love conditionally. We, we have relationships that are conditioned. And, and the world love is conditioned. But the divine love, God's love, is expansive and it has no condition. You know, I, I have a quote that says, um, you know, um, 
a tree gives a tree drops uh, leaves and uh, and seeds wherever it goes. Can we not love like that? Imagine if we all love that. Wow, well, wow. Well, mm-hmm. And that's this a is beautiful what the vine does. The sun, the, yeah, the sun shines anyway. It shines in us. God, the, the vine essence shines its light right through us, no matter who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. And so coming to presence came through these experiences um, that I've had in my life and pursuing the teachings of so many masters. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You are a lot like Christina because that, just that brief description, that's exactly what has happened to her is that she never really stayed rooted in one place. She was directed to move to different places. She did not collect things. She was always very interested how people collected things, so much things, and so many things. And so here you're saying the same thing about having this divine calling ever since you were a little boy to just be with the divine, in the divine, and eventually uh, become that divine essence, become that divine essence. So. You know, and, and, and to me, that's the essence, uh, uh, you know, uh, hope of of connecting. When we are so, when we get so connected, we we manage ourselves differently. I'm not saying that there isn't, you know, once people talk about awakening, and, and there's this idea that once you wake up, you live in this eternal bliss. Right. <laughs> but the truth is, life goes on. This is a real life. You know, there's work to be done. There's there's food to be made. There's bills to be paid. These things don't go away unless you're gone. I mean, you're, you're, you become right. spirit and out of the body. So waking up, from what I've come to understand, is being able to appreciate things that are in your life and see the divine in them and see them resonating. And when we're well-connected and we feel centered and balanced, everything becomes a, a prayer and a message and a teaching. Everything that's mm-hmm. happening to us. And, and then all of the determinations of good and bad start to flip. You know, they, they change mm-hmm. hands and we go, wow. This is what happened here, but look at this. Look what I've got here. And sometimes the vines wants to give, put us in a better place, and he has to break away everything we have. He has to take it all away because this is not going to work. You can't bring this with you where you're going now. You're moving to a new vibration, you know, and we hang on to these things. Right. <laughs> we don't want to let them go because we think this is the best I can be, you know. Uh, you know, is this as good as it gets? Is this all I have? No, there's more sometimes. And the divine wants to lift us up and say, look, I promise you abundance. It's here. Be ready for it. You get rid of this. More will come. And that's part of the challenge of, of, of embracing oneness and living a life connected to spirit, you know? Uh-huh. And one of the, yeah. the beauties of oneness is, is being able to see the divine in every eye, you know, to, to look at a bum on the street and know that in him is that same essence that is in you, that he depends on that same breath that you breathe, that you humble yourself to realize that it's a manifestation of the divine in each form. And the wisdom that's in him is there. It's just you, you haven't, you're not extricating it. You're not, you're not pulling it forward. And this is part of oneness, is being able to see, you know, the littlest child as someone that could teach you wisdom. Uh-huh. So for me, waking up, you know, it's falling in love with the divine expression itself everywhere. When we can uh-huh. see the soul in every eye, it brings a sort of a peaceful love into the world. Yes, I feel the urgency right now. There's an urgency, you know, to do that. To, 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 because I believe we're the shepherds of this, this um, thousand years of peace that's so talked about in so many ancient doctrines. 
Mm-hmm. Now that was that was a question I was going to ask you because I feel such a passion right now to help as many people to wake up to oneness to their essence. And I do feel, and I tend to not want to put the word urgency, but I do. I sense this urgency at this time to embody the divine and have it come through me through my mannerisms. And so I was going to ask you if you felt a sense of urgency and why perhaps we use the word urgency. Um, I believe that we have, we're moving and, you know, hope you and I both know, you know, when we, when we did the oneness, uh, in, uh, in Belize in, in, uh, 2012, and we were all blessed by that shaman priest, that uh, Mayan shaman priest. Remember that? I do. Yes, yes, incredible. And you know, there it was so it was so wonderful to be in an environment where the ancients had had put a time clock on and 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 realize that the urgency is is basically to survive. <laughs> There's an urgency yes. that you know today we have so many things that we could harm each other with. At such a magnificent, magnificent scale, the urgency to become aware of our divinity and why it's important to to create this um, do unto others as you do unto yourself. This this whole community of respecting life and reverence is that's the urgency. The urgency is is we have a responsibility to help each other become uh-huh. the next evolution of human beings. Uh-huh. And I feel that same I- urge. And, and 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 it's important that we we connect to that when we feel it. Right, right. Well, I wanted to let everyone know, and I think that I've told you this too that I've read many of your books. In fact, all the books that you have brought to the Hope Interfaith Center, and and I did a book study on with one of them. I think it was called True Love, in our relationship class here at the temple. And when I have writ- read your material, uh, we are fortunate to have two of Christopher's Emmanuel's paintings here at the temple to look at and feel the energy from it. When I hear your poems, what I feel is an indescribable feeling. And um, my assistant was saying, slow down at the beginning. I could feel your energy coming through the mic. And I could feel a rush of energy, like a kundalini, rising to the top, uh, through my spine, through my spinal column, up to the top of my head. So do you believe that your work, all of your work, emanates this divine uh, out into the world just by looking at it, reading, hearing it? You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Years ago, when I when I woke up... Um, and became aware of this presence. I asked to be 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 a medium to to help share this. I asked, um, and I asked in prayer, and I asked divine to use me as an instrument to help share this 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 presence, this feeling that emanates. Um, and since then, a lot of my paintings. And I want you to know, when I paint, what I do is I have a ritual. I meditate first, and I ask to be a medium. I ask to be sort of like a straw or a, a reed that this energy divine can pour through so they can create something that can celebrate that presence. 
And I believe that that's kind of what um, comes through in my paintings, and that's part of the paintings for this new book that I'm working on called Living, that, that is in process right now, Living Divine Harmony. And the, I, always, I always ask, can I use my talents to create, to help people recognize their divinity? And that's been my essence. So yes, I, I believe that I believe there's a lot of time. I meditate a lot. I spend a lot of time in prayer, and I have mantras that I walk around all day with. And I believe that helps all of us um, maintain this balance. And I believe that when we do that, when all of us embrace the idea that we can stay connected and we can work towards it. And don't get me wrong, things are always happening. <laughs> there's uh-huh. always problems, and it's not it's not. Uh, um, like it's a, a walk in the park. There's there's always challenges, but as 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 we stay connected to that divine, and as I I feel I produce work that creates that energy, I bring that energy into ground on, on and help in my way that I can. Well, well, uh, this is kind of off the cuff question. So, like right now, when you were talking, and when you were reading your poem. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest with the guests that are listening and the audience is that I feel this pulsing energy right now in my chest and I feel like my heart is feeling the divinity of the one, perhaps our connection of love, perhaps I feel the connection of all humanity right now. My eyes are kind of tearing up, my heart is filled with enormous love. So when I speak like that to someone and tell them, well, this is what I'm feeling, and another person says, I don't feel anything, why why do you think that is? Well, Hope, you know, one has to open up the heart. We talk about that. Um, the nature of feeling is that when we don't feel for a time, the body starts to shut down the feelings when we build up walls, and we all do that when we get hurt. I can tell you from my life that, you know, as a childhood, I suffered a lot of painful events of abuse from, you know, growing up in places where I was a different person and I was sort of an outcast. So I had to heal a lot of that, um, that part of myself so that I can open my heart, so that my heart can be so open that I can feel. And Mm -hmm. that person that can't feel... One of the questions I would say to them was, well, I understand that you don't feel that, and that's that's fine, and that's good. But do you think it's possible that, you know, you, there's work to be done to open your heart? And you'd be surprised what you'll find out. And so I tell that person, I know sometimes you don't feel that, and not everyone is open to that type of frequency or energy. And that's part of our growth. It does mean that they're less than we are or that we are more than them. It just means that their evolution is on a different level or they're working in a different place. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I've found that when we can embrace each other and say, uh, this is what I have to offer you. And I, I, I have this term, I call it, uh, I, I call it love bombing, where I, I'll just <laughs> meet someone and just, when I feel that they don't have a lot of love or they're stiff and cold, I'll just open up my heart chakra and then give them a hug and just, just send love through my heart chakra to them. You know, and <laughs> I call it love bombing because it's like literally, yeah. and, and and it's amazing just doing that, uh, the effect and how people respond it. And everyone's different. Some people, you know, I've learned hope to some people love is a dangerous place because of their childhood experience or how they've grown. 
to, to expose themselves to love is, is a very dangerous place, to feel safe within it. So there's all of that to come to before someone can say, I feel that, I'm open to receive that, I'm open to, to know, I have uh, my, you know, feel the energy of the chakra expanding and to feel just this divine feeling that's coming through me and to allow myself to love. And that's the key, allowing yourself to love, uh-huh. to feel yeah. safe in love. Yes. Yes, yes, because I, ooh, I'm feeling so high talking to you. The, the other question I wanted to ask you is because I have had two experiences in the last week of having a conversation with a couple of um, clients and students and also one person just off the street and I was telling them that I felt like I had come to the point only seeing love, feeling love, and that somehow I had come out of a cage and I only experience and see love. And one particular person had said to me, you know, I don't understand you, Janice. I don't understand you all because how can you not be aware of hate, poverty, hunger. And all I told them is that I know that it's very difficult to understand, but I don't focus on uh, like what our government is doing or not doing. I just stay in love and I try to be love and do love. So what would you say to someone? Because this person said, well, I'm going into the shadow. I want to go into the dark. And I just thought, hmm, interesting. So what would you say to a person like that? Well, you know, uh, first thing, you know, we all have to pay attention because the the dark, that that area is a very compelling force and it can attract a lot of us if we're not uh, paying attention to our divinity and the lighter. And I would say the greater good and the higher sense of our being to, to, to come through love. Um, one of the hardest things for many people to do is forgive. And when we are, you know, most people love in some way, but I think truly the art of forgiveness is a very powerful, it's even more powerful than love because forgiveness contains compassion, which is unconditional love. And to forgive is divine. I mean, it, it, we hear that so many times. Um, loving really without judgment um, and then there's no need for forgiveness. There's, there's no need to focus on all the ills. There's just accepting that the divine is manifesting in countless ways, and it's producing and it's providing for our needs and what we desire. You know, just just learning to love for the sake of love, like you said, like you're just holding a place of love. You know, and as we develop in understanding oneness and how we our lives change because we see ourselves as part of a one infinite con- consciousness, and the concept of good and bad changes. You know, you become so aligned with the intentions for greater good. And I think that that's what we, we all hope to do. Yes, you acknowledge that there are things that are happening in the world that are not in line with positive vibration in the world. But now you know that your part is to hold a vibration for love and not engage in supporting that which causes disharmony in the world. You know, you bring about peace in the world by holding peaceful thoughts and action. If we all focused on loving, we can wake up and change the world. So I would say to this person, realize that everyone is doing the best they can, even those who set out to do harm, because they don't know, know their true nature and oneness. 
As we grow in oneness, we come to see the divine realm is beyond our capacity to understand. You know, for instance, how many times has tragedy in your life led to good? I can tell you countless times that I, you know, just being here talking to you on the phone, you know, I had incidents in Belize where my whole life was changed. The gallery, my gallery was shifted, and I, I could no longer hold into the same place to become here. And now the joy that fills me, because I feel so aligned with delivering more of the message and having such a, a broader range of people and audiences speak to about it, I'm so excited to share this wisdom. You know, if you take the time to look at your life, bad and good can start to turn upside down. When it comes to the ills of the world, we can send love and take action by doing our best in our daily life not to intend harm to all sentient beings. When it comes to natural disaster, well, who can know the mind of God, the divine? How can the thinker know who created the thinking? Science has proven, you know, that we can't Uh know. In fact, the Uh bigger we deep into a quantum space and we get to the... To, to nothing and nothingness, there's still something there. There's a presence there. We can't see. We're so limited. So to, to, to assume that we know what's going on with nature and why bad things happen, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's impossible, especially for something that this amazing consciousness that is in existence that's con- continually perpetuating and expanding and engaging and growing, this, this, this evolution that is constant, how can we gauge it? And why would we want to? That's part of the beauty of the growth of nature, I think. So right. really, to tell this, you know, to explain to this person our essence, that when we hold, like for you, you know, you've decided to hold love because you know the benefits and the healing property and how it helps the world. Uh-huh. And this person, that, that, that the best they can do is acknowledge yes and then hold a space for them. Many times, you know, Hope, I sit in my, my place by myself and I just hold a vibration of love and focus on healing something that's happened, you know, when things mm-hmm. happen in our world. Yes. You know, when we had that explosion in Boston, when things happen, the best I can do is send energy to help heal and, and center on that. And that, that's, yes. that's kind of the problem because when we, what we hold, when we hold love every day, this alone can help heal the planet wonderfully, you know? Yes, yes, and, you yes. Know, I can give you an example. I mean, I witnessed two strangers arguing on the bus the, the other on the, the bus the other. The man did not approve of a child who tossed the crumpled bag onto the floor. And I listened to the angry words bantering back and forth. I started to pay attention to my thoughts and emotion arising. First, I wanted to help resolve the office the, 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 the offense. Then I heard my thoughts change size and choose a side. Then I witnessed my inner dialogue suggesting I resolved it by picking up the trash. Then I kept holding the thoughts and. Uh, arose in me, and, and, and my inner voice says, because I'm so pay- I've become so attuned to this idea that how can I help this oneness without engaging? Because people have free choice and free will, and we never want to take that away from them. We never want to force anyone to do anything. We want them to arise at a place where they feel comfortable with them themselves. So I just sat there and held a place of love. And do you know what happened? The little girl got up. <laughs> she went over and picked up the paper, and the couple, that the people that were arguing, her mother, who was arguing with the other man, just stopped silently. It was wonderful. Hmm. And then he turned and apologized to her. (laughs) Oh, interesting. See, that's what I feel of holding the frequency and vibration of love and not even necessarily having to send it anyplace, just being it changes the hologram of the whole universe. Because yeah. I literally, literally, Chris, I have been asked to 
by someone who said that they were going to jump into a black abyss hole and look for something, oh. and they they asked me to be with them when they did this, and and I told them I don't go anywhere near <laughs> black abyss holes. What I do is just hold the frequency of love. And yes. see, to me, this is what I call moving away from duality consciousness into oneness consciousness, into oneness. So what would you, how would you define, because so many people speak about oneness, what what does that mean to you? When I When I talk about leaving duality consciousness and coming in, to unity consciousness, into oneness. What does that mean to you? You know, uh, oneness, oneness to me is reverence to the one family we are in life, and that's the one presence. It's, it's respecting and holding dear to you that life, the reflection you see in, in front of you, is a divine manifestation. Um, it's, it, to me, it's just a fancy name of loving all the aspects of divine. Moving away yes. from duality, duality still exists. It's not. It's it's there in terms of recognizing that pleasure and displeasure are two sides of the same coin. We can't have one without the other. And trying to split them off from one each other mires us in deeply suffering and dissatisfaction. But to embrace them both and go, okay, this is what's happening now. What I discovered is presence. For me, what I discovered is this undercurrent presence that's constantly there, whether you're suffering. And I believe people have the strength to overcome suffering when they understand the divinity and they understand there's more to, to life than that. Truly, the passageway back to where we came from is through some form of pain. And so embracing and understanding that they're just part of this evolution is, is important to, to stay in oneness. Because uh-huh. we all have, like a, a, a woman who births a child goes through pain, but the joy and the, the purpose is so aligned with an intention that she accepts that because the beauty of it is that oneness. That is oneness right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful way of putting that. That is well, oneness. Let's talk about your latest book, the excitement about your new book, Living My Divine Harmony, that's coming out soon. Um, talk to us a little bit about your book that will be coming out. Uh yeah, the book is, um, I've been writing it for eight years. It's a compilation of paintings, and writings, and teachings that I believe can help you get closer to, to harboring what we call oneness. So staying in a place where, because we all get thrown off, you know, something happens and then we have to deal with it and, and then we lose who we are. So for me, finding a place, and, and I guess uh, anyone who knows me and have read some of my books know that I've been through quite a bit. So for me to stay in this place of divinity, I developed through this process once I had that experience of presence. And when I did, I was instructed, remember this. Remember this is who you are. Do not lose this place. Remember this place and bring it to others. And so for me, um, the book evolved and I was, was, I was guided to write and, and discuss these principles that are littered through many sacred teachings and doctrines that are compiled and composed and sort of brought down to the fine essence to create these daily teachings that can help you stay connected. That's basically what the book is all about. Um, And one of the things is I've been on spiritual retreats, and I love, you know, we all go away and, 
you know, it's like a holiday. You feel wonderful. You get connected. You feel at peace. And then you come back and boom, you're back in the city. You're driving the car and it all starts going. Somebody cuts you off, you know, and, and these are the elements that can take you out of that space. So I wanted to create something that people could carry with them within themselves every day so they, they can experience the divine essence so we can make better choices on a daily basis. Wow. Wow. And when will that be coming out? The book is going to be coming out in the fall. I haven't got a date yet because it's with the publisher. Um, and um, as, as, as we get closer, I will probably post things on Facebook and on my website. My website is uh, cemmanuel.com, and that's C-E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L.com. And if you want a copy, you just have to email me and say, I want your new book. And, he, and you can post if you find me on Facebook. Same thing, uh, friend me and say, I want, you know, I'd like your new book. And I'll keep a file because it's all being handled by the publisher. Um, the Hay House people are actually taking care, and I'm going to have a blog on their line. So it's nothing is going to be linked to my site. It'll be linked to them. It'll be on Amazon and all of those places where everyone has access to it. Because I had asked when I was producing this book to, to, to share it with as many people as possible. Uh-huh. To help this, and you, this understanding. And you said you're, we, go ahead. Um, you said you're birthing another book too. You said. Yes, I've been working on a soul, a book really about the the soul and its purpose, and 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 this divine presence. And basically, I think part of this writing, you know, we as writers we write a lot for ourselves, is also awakening up to the second half of your life. You know, I always, my father used to say, we spend the first half of our life getting into trouble and the last part fixing it before we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes so, so true. For me, so it's sort true. of, the book is coming through because I believe, as me, some of my friends that are moving, you know, getting closer to that time, it's, it's sort of making, preparing the way for your soul. You know, getting to know what's my soul agenda? Why am I here? You know, some of the questions my father left me when he died, I still remember, you know, is, is why are we here? What are we doing here? What is the nature of the soul? Um, you know, where where am I going after this ride on earth, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, wow. So that's the next w- book I'm working on. Wow. That's, you are just bubbling up, birthing, 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 birthing during this time. So the divine is truly using you in many, many ways. What I want to do is remind the audience of the number to call if indeed they have any um, phone uh, questions to ask you. The number again to phone is 213-559-2974. And then just press the number one, and Tom will be the first contact. And if you have any questions out there, please feel free to call. Um, Could you or would you be willing to share with us a couple more of your poems, my friend? Sure, Janice. I certainly would love to do that. Hmm. Here's one. Um, Joy and Madness side by side, existing under common sky, like life and death a form design, like love and hate thus intertwine, make man and woman so inclined, nature sees no difference, comfort both in subsequence, choice is yours to be procured, planted seeds in time mature, marked by hand with true intent. Wow. Beautiful. 
It's beautiful. Um, currently, I love asking my friends this. Currently, is there a leading teacher within the international world that you particularly are found, fond of and that you see their teachings as um, um, a help to you and a help to the audience? Is there a particular international teacher, speaker, writer that you know of currently that that you kind of relate to? Well, a lot of the teachers that I relate to are dead masters. Like one of my favorite is, is Lao Tzu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, uh, his documentation of the 81 verses of the, the Tao teaching that talked about the way, the mysterious way. Um, Rumi is one of my favorites. <laughs> As you can see, mm-hmm. it's a quote I love. Um, yes. Cahil Gabran, I follow his teaching. And I I found that these, these two poets uh, help um, bring about a loving consciousness and to remind us to forget about the trivial things of our lives, to, to move beyond what we're going to find that place within ourselves. And so I really, I really love those quotes. Um, I've enjoyed some of the New Age teachers, um, not to mention uh, Louise Hay teaching on healing, you know, and, and loving yourself. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the wisdom, Wayne Dyer and Greg Braden, and Bruce Lipton, who is more of a scientific teacher. A lot of his his teachings regarding the D- DNA and the consciousness of how we are evolving. And teachers like um, um, uh, Yamamoto, who talked about water and how oh, yeah. we are. Yes, and, and the simple. I've been moving towards simpler teachings uh, based on the simple fact that, um, that that to me that's where we are, we we need to be now. The world has become so complex. There's so much information. There's so many different um, things going on that the simplicity of wisdom is I'm drawn to. And so a lot of the idea that our words and frequencies make a difference. Um, these are some of the people that I've I've recently followed and I've listened to. Of course, there's Abraham. Um, that talk a lot about how to to reprogram yourself in your life through their teachings. So those are the few that are international that I've, I've listened to and, and follow um, in time. Hmm. Well, we do have a couple of questions on the line here. So if you just hang okay. on here, um, Chris, and mm-hmm. we will press on. Hello, Joe. Hello there. Hi, Joe. This is Joe from Mankato, Chris, and she has a question for you. Sure. Hi, Chris. Um, Hi. I wanted to um, to thank you for um, having oneness blessings at HIC at different times. I've been able to um, participate in that. And I'm wondering if you could talk to all of us a little bit more about oneness blessings. You know, sure. Um Oneness Blessings came through, um, now first of all, uh, Oneness Blessing has been around for a long time. And in the Sanskrit word, it's called Diksha. Diksha. And Diksha is a term for channeling energy through your being to help another soul. 
So basically, if you understand the concept of Reiki, one is, is really Reiki on the crown chakra. What science has discovered is our crown, crown chakra, the frontal lobe of, is where we're evolving through, where communication, our experience of divinity, where all of those experiences are held. And oneness blessing help align that intention so that you can experience that, that sense of being. Um, and that, that's kind of what oneness blessing is. Um, it came more popularized by um, Ama and uh, Bhagwan, which, which are two avatars that are residing in India that have been spreading the teaching of oneness throughout. So oneness blessing originated from that. That is also encompasses my, the concept that I bring forward of oneness, but it's not totally aligned with Bhagwan's oneness, I mean, Amma Bhagwan, because these teachings, when I, when I discovered them and I shared it with my father and said, hey, Dad, look what I found. There's this oneness blessing. And he says, oh, yeah, that's been around for a long time. <laughs> so sometimes the teachings go through the revolutions and then they come back and they become stronger and then they're exposed more. So that's what oneness blessing is. It's just really, uh, if you want to put it in simple terms, it's, it's um, channeling energy uh, on the crown chakra to help another person experience uh, love, alignment, um, and also help them develop well-being. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Th- thank you, Joe, for phoning. I appreciate it. Thank you. We have another phone call. Um, Becky from Bloomington, Minnesota. We're going to get her on here. Okay, it's coming. Hello, Becky. Hi, Janice. This is Becky. Hi, Becky. I have a question for Chris. Okay. Hello, Becky. Hi. Um, Just listening to um, you talking about the loss of your father and and, um, just kind of curious um, the spiritual growth you might have had at that time and, and yet maybe some awkwardness, you know, with kind of teaching your father through his passing, how how that kind of affected your spiritual growth. Well, that was another very big big catalyst in my life, watching him die, because it was a slow process. It's sad, and and uh, you know he 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 suffered from dementia, and I was able to be here to help him and feed him, take care of him um, for some time with my mother, who was amazing spirit and taking care of him and keeping him home and away from the hospital. And the whole idea, that also helped me, that was part of my teaching, being with him and seeing um, how the brain was just an instrument and how the heart, because despite what was going on with my dad, his heart, could, he could feel. And when, when we shared love and I hugged him, he was right there. And it just grounded in the whole idea that here we are living in a world filled with communication and the heart sometimes get lost because we get so caught up in our cerebral world. But the truth is the heart is where where God and love is found. It's where the divine essence is generated. So my father's, watching my father's life, there was sadness, there was huge uh, uh, grief and feeling of of losing someone and then also losing all this wisdom and knowledge. But through this pain and and understanding came the birthing of this real clarity that the heart chakra and uh, the energy that we generate through that area is so important in our world. It's, It's what we take back with us. Thank you. Thank you, Becky, for calling in. Thank you. Um, I would like to ask you a little bit about your near-death experience, Chris. I did not know (laughs) that. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, that that I kept 
um, you did not know that, no. But no. You, hope, you said when you met me, you felt this brilliant. Go ahead, tell me what you felt when you met me. <laughs> well, well, I felt this this enormous energy, and you know, you're the first one who ever gave me my first oneness blessing, and mm. I could feel the energy come through my crown chakra, and so right. I did. I did feel this well of agape love kind of pour through you and pour through me. So when I read this and thought, hmm, you nearly drowned in a forgotten well, and this is mm-hmm. a lot about your experience of the divine essence. Do you remember very much about that? I do, and I, like I said, a lot of it is in the book. <laughs> but okay. and I don't, oh, okay. I'm not going to go into okay. everything. There's so much to it that I can basically yeah. say this to you, okay? I had yeah. an experience where for three days and three nights, I went through a turmoil, Okay. And I chose at that time that uh, I said to myself, I ended up um, looking at my life and saying, wow, it's not where I want it to be. It's not. I mean, it was terrible. So there was, you know, understanding that I was also searching at the time for, for, and I I realized that I was searching for unconditioned love because I had a traumatic childhood uh, abuse, like I said, when I was young, a lot of this is, is written in the book. Like I said, we, there isn't enough time because you've got 10 minutes left to go into all of it. But basically, um, I heard this voice just before I let go and gave up. And this voice said, this is not who you are. If you knew who you are, you would not be going through what you're going through. You would not be doing this. And this voice kept saying, you need to stop and listen, and, and awaken. And then I was flooded with this incredible experience of divine love. That's all I can say. It wasn't a light. It was just a feeling. Some people, everyone, It's different for everyone, apparently, because I've read men, countless stories on people who've had near-death experience. I didn't see a tunnel. I felt this presence that took me over and gave me this experience of such bliss and joy. It was so beautiful, I knew that death didn't exist. It took me to a place where all I could feel was this incredible feeling of beautiful bliss and love. And the voice kept saying, this is who you are. This is who we all are. This is pure essence. Remember this. Remember this. Do not forget this. And I was walking down the beach at the time of Belize, and people who saw me looked at me and said, wow, what is going on? And I remember after the event, sitting with some friends and said, they said to me, you looked like the Buddha when you walked down the beach. What kind of drugs were you smoking? <laughs> I ended up sitting in a spot at the beach, just in this beautiful bliss. The whole world looked golden. I mean, I can say that everything looked brighter and sparkly than it's ever looked on the beach. The trees were incredibly intense. It was just so amazing. And it lasted for, I'd say, about, it must have been 45 minutes. And I found myself sitting on the beach, and it's almost like I came back to who I was on the beach. And I got up, and I remember this voice saying, remember this, whenever you get lost and you want to hurt or harm individuals, remember this presence, this is what they are. So that's a little taste of it. There's more in the book about this. Wow. Wow. But I never shared that with anyone because I was still analyzing it. I said, wow, maybe I had an hallucination. Maybe this was a dream. I spent eight years with this experience in me, 
not doing anything. All I did was then start changing. You know, everything changed. How I painted changed. How I, I, I wanted to serve and help people. I became less centered, self-centered. My ego started to fall apart. There were some devastating things. You know, a wow. lot of my things that, that, that I thought had value disappeared. You know, uh-huh. and, 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 and uh, my whole life turned upside down and it changed. And wow. I kept the secret within me for a long time because I wasn't ready to share that. I didn't know what it was. You know, I, I talked to a lot of people thinking, well, maybe I had a hallucination. Maybe it was just a dream. Maybe this was... And every time I come, came back to it, the, the inner, that inner voice kept saying, no, no, share this. This is, this is a gift. This is what the paintings are about. This is what you're doing. You, you know, we all have a purpose. You, you know, when I was a child, I wanted to be a minister. One was an artist, one was a minister. So the divine had just provided a different way for me to experience the gift to share wow. the wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, would you like to share one more poem, and then we will do our closing and thank everyone. Do you have one more poem you'd like to share with I us? I have another poem. Thank you. Okay, let's see. This place inside myself is all there is. When the door is open and the heart heart light shines, I can see the joy on the shelf. Then the golden shimmer of past doubts reveal cluttered closets. Now I take hold and polish the spaces. This place inside myself is all there is. Only I can clean the floor, dust off the panes I sat on. Prepare for new love to flower, casting lilac fragrance throughout. This place inside myself is all there is. I invite you in to savor the surroundings. Share the vibrations that take us to paradise. This place inside me now is inside you. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining me tonight. I feel so honored to have you on this program. It has been a wonderful, warm, loving, real experience. And um, I thank you so much for for being on the air uh, with us. If our listeners would like to get a hold of you once again, what are your contact numbers or places? Um, You can... Definitely email me at uh, at um, the, uh, chris at cemmanuel dot com, and you can find that on my website at www.cemmanuel.com. dot com. Or you can connect with me on Facebook. Just look up Christopher Emanuel um, Belize, and uh, you'll find my paintings and my, or you'll find my Facebook page. And you can just let me know if you're interested in my book, and I'll put you on the mailing list and send it off to. Uh, the, the printing company and have them deliver and send you a, an invite when the whole thing is happening. And hope I, I again, I hope to come there and, and do a presentation since, of course, you have a couple of paintings there that are actually in the book at your place. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we would love to host you and have you come again because you leave such wonderful energy and thank you for all that you've done for the Hope Interface Center because you've introduced me to uh, the Oneness Blessing, and many in our community have become initiated as Oneness Blessers. So I thank you. I thank you so deeply from my heart uh, uh, for being with us tonight. I thank also you for having me, Hope. 
Oh, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. I also want to thank all of my listeners who are listening and to those who are tapping into the archives and listening to our program. As always, I say that if you have uh, got one golden nugget from this evening to pass that on to invite others to listen to the hope, um, to Pure Hope on Blog Talk Radio. The last words I want to leave with you is a Jewish word. It's called Shabak, which means all one. All one. This is the bottom line. All one. One being, one world. And all of the people living in it. One family. Shabak. All one. There is only one of us. It's like we're the cells of this huge body. And each cell is now in healing and shifting. We are all essence, consciousness, and bliss. We are all essence, consciousness, and bliss. We are all one essence, consciousness, and bliss. If any of you who are joining us tonight would like to contact our temple, you can go on our website at www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com or you can also Facebook us and become one of our friends. All you need to do is put in Hope Interfaith Center. Our number here at the temple is 507 387-1242 Namaste, namaste Thank you so much for joining us Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Rev. Janice Hope Gorman and until next time remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things Be kind, be gentle Be loving Be true With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.